1: You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.
2: All right, welcome to yet another episode of Cure to Consumption, where we talk about everything to do with this wonderful plant. I want to thank everyone for those that are listening in week in and week out. You know how we roll. We're all about having individuals with that background that lead with education and conversation with everything to do with the plant. And I'm stoked to be here. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on, guys. A lot of stuff in the industry, a lot of stuff in the world. And things just continue to move in the right direction, you know? It's just one of those things where in all due time, and we're seeing it come around state by state and country by country. And with that, a perfect segue into a little bit of background on our first guest today. His name is Colin Reichhardt, and he is the founder and CEO of Green Bros., Definitely a company that is recognized as being there since the early years, bringing a whole nother level to the process of cannabis, and it has got an interesting background. I'm looking forward. He's going uh, to be calling in here in a few minutes, but uh, looking forward to talking about his background and how it ties into the industry, because everyone makes an impact. You know, that's one thing, you know, our producer here and I talk all the time about Individuals that reach out to us on a regular basis, you know when you're out of the green closet people know they, they know what's up and You'd be surprised the conversation one one-on-one that occurs rather be via LinkedIn or in person in the back of an uber You know sitting at an airport waiting for your food But there's so many opportunities in this industry I think this is a perfect example of what we're going to talk about today, you know that whole bringing the automation and efficiency to the industry because it's scaling up you guys you know something happened last year we always touch on is the fact that we actually saw this industry deemed and specifically cannabis as an essential i think that's cool i think that's that speaks volumes you know it's something where we talked about the plausibility of things slowing down because of the pandemic understandably so because there's a lot going on a lot of turmoil and That really just, I don't know, it put a little more uh, steam in the locomotive, so to speak. And with that, a lot of new opportunity came in. We've discussed before about over 317,000 jobs in the U.S. market alone. And keeping in mind that legalization is a global movement. So we're just talking about one market in specific when we share that number. Uh, But again, even what we're doing here and even what individuals are doing on the front line or doing behind the scenes or... Uh, those that work on the insurance side, that work on the security side, that work on the technology, you know, the, the scientific, the medical side. There's so many individuals that are tied to this industry in this plant. And again, I don't think it's more obvious than now as far as the fact that we're moving in the right direction. So we're going to have Colin call in and we're definitely going to talk through, you know, what that looks like from an efficiency standpoint, what that looks like from a solution standpoint of trying to get that product to you, the end user as efficiently, as quickly as possible, but also as safely as possible. Cause that's a huge factor to it. You guys, I mean, this is myself included, being a, a medical advocate, you know, it's very important uh, that the way this plant is handled is with utmost care because we have some individuals that have compromised immune systems and they look at this as their medicine uh, for many, many issues and ailments. Uh, so, again, you know, the way we process it, the way it's produced, but all the way up to the purchase, you know, these are all factors. And so, I think it's going to be fun to get into that. So, let's look at what we have on the docket and quick, too. I don't know if anyone caught, if you all have been following the news, um, but that's another thing, kind of quick tangent, you know, keep an eye on what's going on. Um, there were some things that were expected when uh, there was the change into the guard in DC and um, a little bit of a surprise, you know, I'm kind of surprised the fact that we've got uh, you know, so many things going on without further ado though. I, I think we have Colin on the line, do we? You there, Colin?
0: I am. I think I've got a uh, pretty Lousy headset connection though. Can you hear me?
2: <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Technology. Yeah, you sound great on our end, so we're perfect. As long as you can hear okay. Lance, we're good, my brother.
0: <laughs> we I always always get... better at this tech stuff, man.
2: Oh man, it's all good. That's why we have people like Andrew, the 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 master producer here. He's always keeping me in check. He's definitely technologically yeah. advanced. Well, welcome, man. It's so cool to have you. Colin, I gave a little bit a little bit of background to our listeners, but uh, stoked to have you on and uh, to jump into things, you know. How are things going in your neck of the woods now being based out of Vegas, right?
0: Oh, man. Hold on.
2: All right. There goes that technology, huh? (laughs) I know, right? We feel
1: usually so advanced.
2: I know. We talked about Zoom. Well, Maybe we do a Zoom call. No, let's do the traditional. Let's do the dialogue. Yeah, we do that the old school. There we go.
1: We hear you
0: struggling here. Can you hear me?
2: Yep. yep. There you are. Don't, Sorry, don't move.
0: <laughs> my, my, my Bluetooth died on me.
1: Oh, of course. Oh, uh, We got you. You sound good yeah. though. As long as you can hear us, then we're good to go.
0: There we go. Yeah, we're good now. I, I, I think I'm actually on point.
2: There you go. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Colin. We're definitely stoked on you joining and uh, want to get in. You know, the first thing we always do when we have guests on is kind of start from the beginning and um to our listeners, I have to to share total disclosure um, recently started working with and for uh, Greenbros, which that Colin, you found. I mean this is something I want to get into that story and get into a bit of your background. But we've had some good conversations before, and I have to admit, you know um you're aware as our listeners are that I'm a you know big medical advocate, so I really have to believe in you know what I support, what I represent as far as the businesses I work with. and so you know that was a big factor, and uh, we had a conversation the other day. You're like, you know, what, you know, why, why us? What brought us here? And a big part of it was, again, you know, your drive, your motivation and what you do and how you came to be where you are. But if you could give the listeners just a little bit of a background, you know, it's it's been several years now. So where did it all begin for you as far as this this journey into the cannabis industry?
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have 45 minutes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's funny is that as, uh, as I move farther and farther away from the point at the origin, um, the some some in some ways the story gets clearer because I I drop out a lot of the mess but in some ways <laughs> I miss I think I I forget some of the the nuance from back when uh, when it began but um, right you know basically I mean years and years ago 2012 seems like forever ago of course it obviously isn't that long ago but um, started just uh, I had grown and had been in, involved in in, uh, in the medical kind of movement in California, mm-hmm. um, I had started my own, uh, caregiver co-op is what they had at that time. Yep. Yeah. And so I was doing, you know, I was doing the growth thing, but I was really quickly discovered that I, uh, plants, uh, aren't really the same as machines. You know, they, they require <laughs> a lot more, uh, you know, care. Um, yeah. and whereas machines, mechanical things, I, I, I understand a lot better and, you know, I can keep them running and, and work with that a lot better than I do with plants. Found out my thumbs are kind of brown. So, yeah. um, <laughs> that's what kind of spurred it because I mean, the industry was at the, you know, fledgling stage, but there was so much, there was so much need at the time. And there still is obviously, um, for, for innovation, uh, in, uh, in the processing and, um, you know, all the kind of ancillary steps to growing. So um uh, that's what kind of spurred my interest. And I had a friend who was actually sifting keef, and um I watched him doing it, and I was like, oh, that just really seems miserable. I mean, trimming was miserable, but, um, you know, what he was doing seemed really not very fun at all. And he said, hey, man, can you make a machine that does this? And so that's what kind of was the first piece of equipment I went after, which is our Alchemist machine. So Nice. Um, that was in 2012, and then I went to go sell that piece of equipment, and I thought, you know, I thought, wow, I invented this thing. I'm, I'm gonna, this is a gold, uh, a golden nugget here. I'm gonna just keep mining and figure this out. And I, I learned quickly that, you know, there wasn't a lot of interest because the, the things had really started to go to, um, to extract, yeah. and already yeah. at that time, I mean, that's when when BHO was just booming um everything was getting done that way you know and so dry shifting had kind of kind of disappeared but during my my travels and travails up and down the coast of california i did discover that there was a huge need in the trimming space i mean i knew that right because i trimmed so i knew that that sucked
2: It is. It's not. It's it's kind of a necessary evil, but we know that growing is only half the battle. So,
0: we respect it. You got that right. (laughs) I mean, you know, Lance, so so funny? I mean, you know, we we always say that, right? It's half the battle, but I mean, really, like you can you can do a wonderful job of growing really incredible product, right? And then destroy it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's. I mean, you can. We've seen it, right? We seen In. In yeah. this is a little bit of a tangent, but both of us being growers, and and I love how that's what goes back to that. That that again is kind of touching on what you, what you just got into. You know, starting. You know, starting. Where you did and, and during Prop 215, which to your point, you know, for us, the, they came up in California. I mean, that was pretty far deep in. You're talking about the early 2010s where I, I'd say almost like the heyday really started 2006. But people forget that Prop 215 came about way back in 1996. So it, it yeah. kind of it had its own evolution as it was. And at that time, you're right. BHO was just like. Everyone was all about it. It was less about, you know, solventless and, and sifting and everything else. But but you're you're spot on. So many people they can ruin the plant in the dry. I mean, never mind the cure and store and, and, and all the rest of the processing. Mm-hmm. But even just drying, I see people, you know, these guys, they were patient for eight, ten, twelve, some cultivars, thirteen, fourteen weeks, believe it or not. And here all of a sudden they're trying to rush their dry into this condensed time and they can fully ruin their entire, their entire crop. They can just crop out, you know? Yep. So yep. crazy stuff. So where well, that
0: that's a pa- it's patience to the end. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, thankfully I mean, we, you know, that was kind of my goal always was to, to, to accelerate some of those processes. And the, really the first thing that launched us into the scene was that, was that trimmer that, um, I've been exposed to like uh, I, I won't even say the name of it. But yeah, it was one of the yeah. early Tumblr machines, and I just looked at it. When I could, I told the guy. I remember up at the Trimstein Solutions and and Garberville oh, really all high. places Southern Humboldt. The uh, <laughs> the maintenance guy there, uh, uh, he was like their tech guy. He wasn't the maintenance guy. I don't want to undersell him. He was their tech guy. He serviced all the machines, uh, and he's actually the one who talked them into carrying my my machine. Uh, But he was sitting there, and I I looked at him, and I said, man, I'll be back in three weeks with a better trimmer. And he looked (laughs) at me like I was just insane, you know? Um, And uh, it was all these challenges, you know, the mental challenges and and, and the design challenges. For me, that's what I I geek out on. I mean, well, you Uh, and I are both kind of – you know, have interest in cars and stuff like that. I was just yep. watching some YouTube video on, uh, on a uh, rotary engine. So, you know, oh, I, I geek man. out on that stuff. Oh yeah. Time. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but this is it like solving this problem. How do you rotate a blade? Uh, and how do you create a cutting mo- uh, mechanism, you know, but without tumbling and, 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 you know, creating all that detrimental, uh, 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 uh damage to, to, yeah. to the product yeah and um and that was really like the first real real challenge and I ended up going down I drove back down to San Diego and I spent I don't know about a two weeks in design on the first kind of blade motor setup combination of things and I and I Spent what little money I had left, having somebody plasma cut some blades. Oh have gosh. you ever seen stainless steel after you put a plasma torch to it? It looks like a, a Ruffles potato chip. Um, <laughs> it's not like it he. <laughs> yeah, it's it pretty sure. bad. Uh, oh, but kind of got it all straightened out, and flattened out, and I took it to a friend, to my friend, the guy that I I made the machine for, and we were in his place in San Diego, and uh, it, at that time it was just a, it was sitting flat on a table, and I put. Put his put his stuff in it, and it just went around like a record.
2: Oh my (laughs) god! I remember
0: thinking I was so disappointed, like (laughs) just (laughs) shattered (laughs) because it just wasn't. It was just. But we looked underneath it, and it was perfect trim coming down. Yeah, it was like that. snowing. This per- I was like, oh, wow, it is working. So then it just was like the next challenge. Well, how do you get it to move? And yeah. and then, you know, so that's how, that's how development goes, right? You know, solve yeah. one problem, figure out there's a bunch of other stuff you have to solve to get that problem to work well, work on that, work on those problems, put them together. They don't work. re And that's just iteration after iteration after iteration. And that is what leads to, you know, that innovation, innovative moment. It's not like you have this aha moment. And it's over. It's like, you have this aha moment that leads to many, many more of those moments and many, many more hours of, 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 you know, of work and, and struggle and kind of, um, intensity to solve process. And, And that's, that's what, uh, that's where I started, you know, and that was in 2012. And then by 2014, I had, uh, I think I did, I think 2012, my, my years get a little bit mixed here. This yeah, is where it gets yeah. kind of off because 2012 is when I formed the company and I believe we did $60,000 in sales. Wow. And then 2013, we did like three, 360 and 2014 and we did 3.4 million. So that-, <laughs> that was the path the company got on and that's just how it went. And it's kind of been consistently going that direction ever since. But that's what yeah. got me in, man, was just, you know, um, seeing the need for, uh, change, you know, or, yeah. or opportunity, I guess like need an opportunity to pretty much the same thing.
2: Yeah. And that's, and I think that's a really good point, like what you're talking about. And I think even more so, you know, what many don't know is you, you put everything on the line. I mean, that's, you know, not to get all Albert Einstein here, but you know, it, it, to your point, it's like a hundred fails for one win. And, and that's a yeah. thing that again, I don't know, for me, it's that much more street cred for someone to go, I'm going to tap <laughs> my bank account, because I believe that I can find the solution. Because this is, this is something that's different than what you know. A lot of uh, you know, Y Gen and Z Gen. They're used to this whole disruption movement, right? You know, they're used to Uber and Lyft, and they're used to Airbnb. Those are disruptors. The, the, those companies yeah. aren't—they aren't solving. They're not—they're not inventing the wheel. They're not inventing the light bulb. They're not inventing a trimmer. They're just disrupting what's been tradition with something more efficient, right? And so, I think yeah. it speaks volumes about what you did. But then also, you and and you play it down so well. That's that's a cool thing, man. You're you're like left brain, right brain, because <laughs> to your point you know, we're both gearheads and you definitely gravitate towards that engineering and, and that, that tinkering in that side of, of things, you know, that, that inventing and creating things. But I love how you explained it to people because <laughs> you look at what this, I mean, next to hand trimming, which still there's a place for that, but, but you look at what people were doing with these, these dryer style tumblers. And yeah. it hurts yeah. me, man, because you hear me talk about it all the time, like, yes, cannabinoids matter, but THC and CBG and, and CBN and CBD and all these cannabinoids—they're the engine. But the terpenes are the steering wheel. And the terpenes live in the trichomes, and that's one thing that yeah. always baffled me: is when, <laughs> why would you want to toss your flower over and over? I mean, in that—in my mind, that is almost subsequently sifting and sifting out, you know, the the trichomes from the plant. And when we talk about—and it had different definitions over the years; it's evolved. But when we're talking about that—that that true concert or what many call entourage effect but really is almost more of a concert effect of everything firing off at once you need all those components you you can't throw it in something yeah. that tumbles it around and around and you're subsequently knocking off in my opinion one of the most precious elements so i think that in itself well, you know
0: yeah there's nothing there's nothing worse than right you know grabbing that that strain that you've like that's your one that's your thing and yeah. i i used to be a sour diesel guy because that's what i grew oh, yeah. and to have it not be complete like you know when it's all there and it just smashes your senses and you're like oh this is the thing you know <laughs> to have that robbed somehow without you know maybe it's a lack of uh of uh of of the terpene so you're not getting the nose off of it or or the taste out of it or the experience out of it it's just yeah it's just it's a, it's a travesty you know it's all that energy and time for for all that work to make that incredible uh plant and then at the end of the day you've got you know you 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 screwed it
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and that's and again that's what i love about you know we are just talking about this the other day, too. I'm, I'm Mr. D- I think you are, too. <laughs> I come across something catchy and I have to buy the domain. And I got, you know, those that grow know. And I like, right. I didn't know how else to put it. I was just, it was one of those aha moments one night and I'm like, wow, you know what? The people that you don't have to sell on things like this, like saving the terps or, or being cognizant about how many times you touch the plant because degradation is the highest yeah. at, 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 you know, post takedown, right? Because you're, you're taking it from its life force. So all of a sudden it can't regenerate. It's just, it's sitting there and degradating thanks to oxygen and, and moisture or lack thereof yep. and light. And so I was like, wow, you know what? The guys you have to explain it to are, are, you know, those that grow. Because those that grow, know. They just get it. They're like, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're trying to accomplish. And it's funny because even using the term cutting or trimming, because I I know how the machine works. Like, to your point, it doesn't – it's almost like it just lightly pulls (laughs) – again, TMI. I remember last week we were talking – you're like, if you can cut your hand on my blade, I'll buy you a sandwich. It's <laughs> yeah. like that's a good example because the irony is, it's almost, it's almost like it's not a blade, right? It's almost like it's literally yeah. taking it a step further, and it's just releasing those sugar leaves, and it's releasing those elements outside of the bud away. In a perfect example, I saw and again, it was just an aha moment for me. I'm looking at at what the end product is. I'm like, my gosh, there, there's still foxtails on this. There's still that true definition. Because we know, and yes, there's a few listeners, I'm I'm not, you know, save it. I, I know there's a few cultivars out there that do look like little pine trees or do like little pine cones or little Christmas trees. But most don't. Most have a very unique shape. You know, Mother Nature is not about being symmetric. It's a lot of asymmetrical and that's including most bud. So seeing an actual flower come out that's retaining as much of the element that you need that's what, again, that's what sold me. And I, and I have to be sold in order to sell, you know what I mean? So it's a, it's a great backstory. And so you evolved like what? So my gosh, you actually originally came up in, in Santa Rosa, right? You're a NorCal, a NorCal kid too, right?
0: No, I mean, I actually, I, I grew up, actually, I grew up in Colorado. Um, my parents did move to NorCal. So when I got to San Diego, um, for, in the Navy, I ended up, Spending a lot of time in NorCal because they'd already both yeah. been out there, and my dad grew um, up in Lake County, so oh, wow, um, right, actually right outside <laughs> yeah, of like uh, Napa. So, oh, yeah, I yeah. used to go to Napa all the time uh, and and go up and visit my folks, and so I, yeah, I mean that whole area was very familiar with, and my boy, my brothers grew up there, so like it's so funny, like that whole area is it's basically a second home for me as far as yeah. California is concerned.
2: That's what I talk about all the time. You know, we have. Uh, you know, as a company, but but also just myself individually. A good friend, uh, Kevin Jodry, it lives up there on the hill. He's you, you mentioned Garberville. I mean, his operations right there, one log in Wonderland in uh, Garberville. And, uh, you know, he was he had to get a new computer. We're working on something. And uh, he's like, I had to get this new computer and figure it out. I'm like, if you need an excuse for me to come up there and help you, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like any exactly. excuse to get home to NorCal. It's just a special place. But, I, I, again, I think yeah. it speaks volumes because there's so many people that get into this industry that just don't understand the craft and the culture. And, you know, this is a good segue into the actual name Greenbros. Uh, because it is it's one of those names i don't know it's it's just a name that spoke to me again. I don't know. It spoke to just the whole grown up in Norcal and f- for me being around the craft and the culture. but I really like the fact that you know that homage exists in the business. It's not a company you know that used to make uh, to your point record players or vacuum cleaners or you know come some other right. technology or some other right. solution from some other state or some other country. like you literally came about this while growing in California where yeah. this is the first, I mean, all the way back to Prop P in 1990, this was the first legal medical market in the country. So, I don't know. I, I love it, the history you know, of the story.
0: It's all about, it's always been about cannabis, and it's an interesting... I think and you know we were talking the other day and i i, I just it, these little conversations that you have with every with people around yeah. and kind of you know you start build, building these stories uh in your mind you start really realizing all the little intricate components and pieces but there was a cautious decision by us at, at a at, uh you know two years ago when when the farm bill came oh, out yeah. right 2018 farm and that was that yep. yeah when, when when for for hemp right That's yep. that moment yep. where I'm like, oh, my God, you know, and I've got people calling me left and right and just like, hey, we're going to build this. We're going to do this. We're going to do all these things. And I looked at that. And I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be the biggest thing. And it's going to be big so fast. And, um, you know, it just hit me like we're cannabis. Yeah. That's what yeah. we are. And we need to keep our focus right here. And, um, if I just keep focusing where, cause this is what's paid us. This is what's got us here. It's what, what we live and breathe and know. And, 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 you know, you, you know, uh, we spend it, we spend all this time developing around that plant. So it was, it was like, while the, while the idea and the the attraction was there and certainly it seemed like the money was going to be there that to go and pursue that, that part of the industry, uh, you know, that industry, which is obviously different, uh, in some respects, but, it was a great temptation, and I'm really, really glad that we decided to stay, you yeah. know, and just hunker down and double, uh, double, double down on cannabis. And then uh, what adds to that, though, is the bonus from that is that you know the part of the hemp industry that's actually thriving right now is the smokeable part, yeah. and they have the same problems as cannabis. So we just happened to keep ourselves in the right place yeah, that... and, uh, <laughs> and prepare well for that. I, you know, who knew that can- uh, hemp was gonna was gonna implode? Uh, you know to some degree yeah, I mean, don't get it me has. wrong. There's plenty of hemp activity, but I think that the initial idea that, that it was going to be uh, so massive is, is just a growth issue. And I think they just need to re you know, take some time and grow into that size because the, the just market wasn't quite ready.
2: Yeah. And, and you made an excellent point, you know, again, this, is this is why I, this is why I love having friends on, because we can always <laughs> reflect on all the conversations we have. I remember you saying that, that a, a grower called up because your point when the farm bill hit a, a lot of these guys didn't recognize because it was uh, governed by the, the USDA versus FDA because it's thought of more so for industrial application versus, you know, um, consumption. Right. And so you had these farmers that they didn't even have the program actually. I remember Colorado is actually a little late. Speaking of Colorado, there you know, are states that got on board before them. But Kentucky is a good example. Like these growers just flipped their fields like nobody's business. It was like, okay, well, we know tobacco is an export crop now. I mean, it's crazy. I was just telling you this fact. I found out three out of five cigarettes produced in the world are consumed in China. Insane. But the fact that these guys flipped their crops, I remember you telling me that someone called up and said, I think I think it was seventy acres of hemp they had, and they're like, "I need help processing." And you're like, "Dude, I, th- there's no way! Like, <laughs> you need something the size of a, a freaking building." You know, I couldn't have produced enough yeah. if I produced a machine every day of the of the year for you to process yeah. seventy. Yeah. We're
0: acres. just not we're yeah. just not prepared to help, you know. Yeah. And that's that's what. But it was so amazing because it, it was it wasn't just one guy.
2: Yeah. It no, was very so many true.
0: People, you know, and and they. I had, I was on a uh, radio show and the host, it was one radio shows are crazy. Cause that not unlike podcasts, you can't go anywhere. You get these like click, 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 and you got yep. seconds to answer. Yeah. But <laughs> she she the last question. She's like, so why do you, why do you think everybody lost all this money in the, in the hemp? I'm oh, like, oh wow. wow. Great. All right. <laughs> well, my thought is they just misunderstood the market. And that's, you know, that's what it was. It was, it was cause there was so much pressure and interest. It was like, let's, let's say that all those companies, like, you know, Coca-Cola, Yves Saint Laurent, you know, all across the gamut. And they all wanted, they all were talking about, you know, CBD. Oh, yeah. But yeah. there's no, it's like, you still.
1: Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of
1: time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Need to, they still need, companies like that still need to develop a CBD product. It's not, hey, buy some CBD, stick it in your, it in. in your, in your stuff yeah. and call it a day. And those yeah. companies are under serious, you know, constraint. They have yeah. to test, they have to validate, they have to dose. They have to, I mean, it's not just like some Johnny come lately. Oh, we'll just make another drink and throw this in it. It's yeah. very, very, you know, managed. And then exactly. they have, you know, they have massive influence influence so that, you know, they're very highly scrutinized. So um, it, the whole thing is just like, it's coming, you know, don't yeah. get me wrong. I absolutely believe CBD is going to be in, you know, in in a million different products and I absolutely believe it's going to be probably as big or bigger than people initially thought. But I think the problem that people had uh, was just a misunderstanding of, you know, what it takes to yep. do that. Yeah. I mean, just one company, like Coca-Cola, I shouldn't even mention the name, but I mean, a company like that for them to create and develop a product is probably years.
2: Oh yeah. The R and D years.
0: To, People don't to understand to where they're like, Yeah, okay, yep. we're down, let's do this.
2: Yeah, they do trials, they do testing panels. I mean it is to your point, especially when you're dealing with something in that space. And it's not like it's an existing Item off the shelf, right? It's one thing for right. you to, to for you to drop ginseng or to drop echinacea into or turmeric or ginger into a drink. I mean, the, these are things that are established, FDA approved. You know, you can't, of yeah. course, it's it's eastern, you know, the whole eastern medicine, holistic, you know, um, herbal solution. So you can't make any claims per se. But those are all established products. To your point, CBD came out of left field and. It's so crazy how people don't understand it, just like tangent, but yeah. I, I kind of knock Idaho, which I overall, I like the state, but it is uh, I definitely you can say the most conservative west of the Mississippi, more so than Arizona. And I love how they amended their constitution to make to make, quote unquote, marijuana, right? Cannabis illegal. Two weeks later they said they're kicking off a, a hemp initiation. They're gonna have a, a hemp bill so they can start producing hemp. It's like, do you know that th- this isn't a separate kingdom? Like the, you have <laughs> seedless, you have watermelons, and you have seedless watermelons. That That's THC flour and CBD flour, as a lot of us in the industry call it. Yeah. But people just don't get it, to your point. And, yeah. and a lot of, there's just side effects, right? I mean, there's people who came out with hot crop, what, what we call hot crops, right? So they were, you have to be under 0.04% or you know 0.4. And so, you know, people were coming in and they were testing too high and they had to, they had to, you know, incinerate the entire crop because all of a sudden you've got too much THC. And I agree, it came in like a tsunami and then it kind of pulled back. And I think that the next waves will come because I give CBD a lot of credit. It is, I mean, I'm a bigger fan personally of CBG, you know, with, um, again, I'm not a doctor, just in my opinion, helping with anti-inflammatory and then CBN, cannabinoid, oh my gosh, for helping with sleep. I think those are going to be other hero cannabinoids, um, but there's a whole due process. So yeah, again, sure. I, I think I have to applaud you because- you know, so many were going after that shiny toy. You know, so many in the industry were like, "Oh, is the next thing." I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop what I'm doing here, stop what I'm known for doing, and what I'm best at doing, and try to focus on this. And it misstepped a lot of people. And you're pointing a lot of those brand names even that started investing, you know, in, in different aspects of the industry for that. So, that I think definitely a wise move. And and you're right with again with CBD flower in general. I cannot believe friends in Northern California are telling me for the, the high-grade smokable, they're getting upwards of $900 a pound. I'm like, my gosh, wholesale for THC flower just a few years ago was trending at 1200 Like, that, that, that difference is so close to where I know a lot of guys are questioning. They're like, should I do high-grade smokable? I think I just told you, a friend of mine picked up 200 acres up, uh, you know, outside of uh, Sacramento. And he, yeah. he's a phenomenal THC grower, phenomenal traditional cannabis grower, and he's flipped to the, the high-grade smokable CBD. But he's like, Lance, he's like, there, there's really no borders compared to what we we're dealing with, you know, because for those that don't know, again, California, yes, the largest, but the, the, the most politics <laughs> come with being the largest yeah. state in size of a freaking country, so— well, that's awesome. Man. Well, what can you what can you share as far as like what's next, you know, for our listeners? I mean, uh, like you mentioned, you you have a great lineup. You've you've got trimming on lock. You've got um, now systems on lock, uh, sifters. I mean, there's so much, um, but you're constantly looking. It seems like three or four steps ahead where these other guys are just kind of going back and forth on you know, my Tumblr is better than yours. I love how you're kind of just yeah. head down <laughs> and, and what can we do to to answer the call to your consumers? So you got some good things in the works that, that you'd be able to share?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> we always have something in the work because that's yeah. all we do is obsess about what we can do next. Um, yeah. I think, you know, uh, I think that this is going to be an exciting year by the end of the year. Um, there are things that we're, um, that we just have to wait a little bit on because, um, just the way that IP works and, you know, to protect ourselves, um, but, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm I'm bursting at the seams, trying not to tell you some some, some right. goodies. Right? So we'll, um, we'll
2: have you back in, in, in Q4. Q4. <laughs> we'll have you on the Christmas special then. How, how is that a fair? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, by that time, everybody will know, right? So, but it's uh, yeah. No, I mean, I think that the biggest the biggest innovation you're going to see um, from from us is going to be in the is it going to be in that kind of uh, furthering of the automation or, or the continuation of the of the joining of processes together, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's with the with the automated trimmer that's on its that's on its way almost out the door here, and um, you know the combination of the rise and sort which we've already launched and, and yeah. is coming out uh, is out I should say and 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 actually working well in in different locations. So um, those kind of things are are kind of the logical steps that you're going to see from the company. And again, uh, groundbreaking, uh, I can only say that, uh, drying is more than within our radar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're,
2: That's a challenge. We're standing,
0: right? <laughs> you're standing on the precipice of, uh, yeah. re- of revolutionizing, uh, the way that, uh, the way that the, the post post harvest is done. So, um. Yeah. Yeah, to answer that call, to
2: answer that call Um, for people that are rushing it, huh? I mean that because a lot of guys, again, they just can't wait. It's, it's. I don't know. For me, most I think are on par. It's like three weeks. You know, it's a week for dry. Okay, seven to ten days, and then I'm I'm a two week you know cure guy. I know some are a little bit less, a little bit more, but that's cool to hear because you're right. I mean, when people take down, they they kind of want to get paid and move on to the next. And and I don't blame them. Again, this we're, we're talking about. Everything from the cottage style growers, you know, the sub ten thousand square foot up to the million yeah. square foot operations, everyone has sure. the same goal of of you know processing post harvest as quickly as possible, but also well, we used to you know, you know
0: when I was when I first got to Colorado, what I what we used to see was all these great great growing facilities without really who hadn't really planned for the drying facility yeah. and the curing facility and the post-harvest facility, you know, they're literally trimming in closets because oh my they, you know, football fields worth of, worth of canopy and, <laughs> and a closet <laughs> to trim in. Um, so true. But, but that was like initial stuff. And now everybody's starting to make it, make accommodations, but you know, how much space you have to set aside for this process and how much time you have to set aside. Um, you know, it's an impact. It, it definitely yeah. is an impact. And, and, yeah then you're also at risk right if you get any kind of spore or uh into your into that time in that right perfect time frame in your drying process you can run you know you can run a a biologic through your through your crop and 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 ruin it um so there's there's all kinds of risk there so you see all this energy and money being put into these to these rooms that are they're very expensive they're very they take the same amount of time and 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 um they take up all that space. So to, to, you know, cut that down into a small manageable chunk and then be able to knock it out and you know in a couple of days uh yeah. you know it, it becomes really clear what a what a value add that is to anybody's business
2: well in a, in a risk mitigation so going on a tangent here but i know again you and i have talked about because you know in colorado i remember because same thing i was out there you know three four years in the industry cut my my legal teeth <laughs> i'll say in colorado and you know it was always uh spider mites and and you know yeah. powdery mildew and all the rest but another great conversation we we're having with a, a grower out in Vegas is aspergillus. I mean, that's like you would, it's a desert. I mean, shit goes there to yeah. die. I mean, sorry. I mean, it's a, so candid, but I mean, you look at historically deserts are where things kind of dry up and in and, in and, and die, you know, because you have uh, such a low threshold for heat with a lot of these uh, microbials. And yeah. so not the case for the desert, for Nevada with aspergillus. So I think you explained it again. Well, we were talking about it and you're like, dude, it's like, they're, they're literally, they're cringing. They're on pins and needles from the moment they take down because of the plausibility of of their crop being exposed to this. And yeah. so, again, I think, it, like you're saying, it speaks volumes on what you can do. But I kind of want to get into, because talking about systems, you know, this is something that was on your mind for a while. It, and I'm venturing to guess it it kind of came out of what happened, you know, last year, obviously, with everyone's aware of COVID um, in, in this being deemed essential, something I was talking about before you jumped on. But I think that has something to be said about system solutions, right? Because, again, it's not just about efficiency and in bringing that streamlined to throughput. But you've talked to me about, you know, this is, this is limiting your exposure because it's less touch points, right? So maybe if you could share a little bit more on that, because I, I like that. Like what you're talking about, the system and the automated M, I mean, that that eliminates a lot of that hands doesn't eliminate roles and i think you have an analogy for this if i'm not mistaken so if you could share a little bit more you know on, on that whole kind of story
0: yeah well i mean you know the, this is what's so amazing to me i we get when i talk to people about you know putting in automation and you know the 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 number one kickback i get in the industry uh, i think is probably you know well i you know i hire my friends and that's how I keep my friends busy and employed. I think that's <laughs> yep. I think that's hey, it's admirable and it's great, but honestly, you're not going to lose very many, you know, necessarily very many uh as many people as you think as much as you're going to gain your ability to produce. So it's kind of always it's the the emphasis is on throughput and production and not on not on labor force, uh, reduction, you know, we still have to have labor and we still need to have quality people involved in, in the business. It's more, it's much more an exercise in, 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 you know, in throughput. And the analogy I use a lot is, is the, you know, McDonald's when they put in the, the Coke filling machine. And, um, I don't even know if any of the other fast food guys are are doing it at this point. i haven 't seen it
2: not that I frequent but, fast food joints, but I do remember seeing it at mcdonald 's
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so but it's crazy right there's a guy sitting there with his headphone on and taking orders and giving you food, and he could be pouring a Coke, but he doesn 't have to anymore well, what does yeah. that do did that what did that really save and that the answer is it actually increases the, the, the efficacy and accuracy of the orders through the whole system yeah and Mcdonald's can now you know you know, serve two kiosks through a single drive-through, uh, and and they're putting orders out the door, at about half the time that they used to. And it's not just that piece, but that's a big part of it. So when you look at a company like that, which I think is, you know, they're the epitome of of a uh, of system organization and management. Right? They they get yeah. it. They understand. we have to attack these things and they do it and they attack and attack and attack and attack, but there's still as many people working there today as there ever has been. But the throughput on the place is like out, you know, just astronomical. So that's, and that's kind of what automation really is talking about. It's talking about, you know, raising your level of throughput and your capacity and giving you the opportunity to be, you know, more aggressive and more, um, and more productive uh, as a company overall. So you're not, you're not going, oh, well, I'm just going to get rid of all my employees because that's short-sighted as well. Yeah, but you yeah. are saying, look, I can maximize my my labor force and I can maximize my throughput and I can really get to that place where my margins make more sense and everything kind of balances, right? I mean, because a company that's in balance and is making profit is a good thing.
2: That's exactly it. and And that's the thing for those that haven't watched the, uh, the, the movie on McDonald's, I think it was pretty uh, pivotal for those that are about – efficiency and mastering the art of throughput because that's exactly, to your point, McDonald's from the beginning, it was all structured on efficiency. It was all about how can we make this not just the most efficient process, but maximizing the space thereof. And so even from the very get-go, when the brothers were just laying out, you know, how can we make this more efficient? How can we get more, yeah. more burgers and fries out that because they were this is so trivial, right? I always laugh because In N Out literally swooped on McDonald's original model. McDonald's went on tangents with fish fillets and rib, and here's In N Out that's doing the exact thing that McDonald's did the early years. We do fries, we do shakes, we do sodas, and we do burgers. Like that's it. Yep. <laughs> but they were so efficient about it, man, that people are just blasting through the window. And I, yeah. I think for you to point that out, because even I have to admit, I, I'm an uh, individual kind of looks at, I'm constantly looking at the trees in the forest, the trees in the forest. So I go up and down, up and down on the way I observe things. And it's funny because even I didn't step back and go, wow, that's right. Because I have a little boy and of course <laughs> he loves his fries. So we do go through the McDonald's drive through I didn't put two and two together that that machine and them splitting lanes to, to having literally two two entry points on their drive-through and two people taking orders simultaneously. I didn't put the two together. And that's exactly what happened to your point. They stood back and go, how can we be even more efficient? And, to your point, the, the the guy who or the kid who was who was pouring the drinks now he's taking orders and now he's getting the bags yeah. out and they have gotten silly fast. You know it's insane how efficient they've become there. So, I think that is a good lesson. To your point, a lot of people are like, I'm not wanting to replace, and and I know people too. I have friends that they scale up and you can only scale up to a point because. Um, kind of going back to the guys that got into it for CBD and hemp, you know, they treated it like a traditional commodity crop where there's like, oh, this is this is like soybeans and corn. We can just throw it in a silo and we'll get to it when we get to it. It's like, no, you, yeah. you have to give, you have to pay attention to this thing from the moment you take it down. And I think that's very similar with the individuals that get it on incorporating automation. I mean, I have friends who even. Even the toughest stuff to trim, like forbidden fruit and gelato, some of these cultivars that are just kind of high maintenance. I don't know how else to put. Like Sueño, pain in the ass to grow, but I love that strain. You know, these guys, even if they just start it in the automation side and then fine tune it on the hand trim side, they still get the output they want and they get it quicker than they had before. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 crazy. It, and
0: well, that's it. I mean, there's there's a big conversation that can be had just around what you just said about. You know, um, how do you make things more efficient? Don't yeah. think of it as, you know, going to uh, completely one way or the other. But it's there's a there's a dance to be had in creating you know a more efficient workforce. And it, what's really interesting is that takes a lot. Yeah, it takes a lot to evaluate your 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 process and your flow. And and um, if you can get the discipline or or, or force yourself to do it. And start implementing things that make things faster, and start going after kind of your your long pole in the tent. Every time um, you can really start to see mad, really crazy gains very quickly, and then it kind of gets addicting, and then you kind of find yourself going down that road of <laughs> going, "Wow, which, what can I make faster next?" You know? Yeah. Um, and there's you know there's always going to be this place in in a company, and 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 the, it's the bottleneck, and that's that place where you know everything kind of is constrained by, right? And yeah. sometimes technology can come along and, and move that, but sometimes you have to figure out how to make the air flow one way and the water flow the other way yeah. clean and yep. smooth, right? Because you have to exactly. just deal with the bottleneck. So it's just interesting. I mean, I love, uh, to me, the untangling of a business and, and its processes is, is – is just like building a machine. It's the same concept, you know, you yep. you bang away at an idea and then you try something and it works or it doesn't. And if it does, it leads to a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
2: that's true and not I mean that heaven forbid that one term that is the demise of so many business from yesteryear but that's the way we've always done it. That's a thing that I'm kind of baffled by and I know it's been a bit again a big challenge, you know, not naming any names but I know it, Great grower out in NorCal. That when Vegas came online for medical uh, several years back, he was working for on the grow ops. And this was insane. This guy came from like total opposite of the environment in Nevada. He was an outdoor grower. He did fire outdoor. He did a really good job. And he has scaled to a point. He got hired on for his expertise and his his backgrounds with specific cultivars. And he got hired on with one of the bigger operations. To your point, one of those you know ten million thirty thousand square foot operations out in the desert. And everything. I mean, they had fertigation, and they had. I mean, it's crazy. They had yeah. automated racks, and they, they had everything short of. And this does exist in peramp I know of one operation of automated uh, clone planting, but they had everything else. Like everything is automated, and it almost was too much for him. To your point, because the technology, he was too caught up on this is the way we've always done it versus this is a way we can do it now. You know, and again, I think that's there. There's some businesses and there's some individuals with businesses that just can't embrace. And the, the analogy I've always used is, you know, it's the same with when the, the washing machine came along. Yeah, you could still go down to the river and slam your clothes up against the rocks, but I mean, sort <laughs> of the great view and good weather, is that really the most practical means to do it? Or do you take advantage of, of what's in your garage now or, or what's in your laundry room and actually streamline that process? There's still things you have to hand wash, but not everything, yep. you know. Yeah, so.
0: there, there's always going to be that thing that needs to be, you know, paid attention to and manicured and... And done a, a certain way, you know. We we do. I mean, Lance, I do the same thing with my company that I yeah. that I preach to everybody else. I mean, we do the same thing. It's always the same exercise. It's always yep. about viewing your big picture and starting to attack the 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 issues that you know that you can attack. Yeah. And all you're doing is trying to make yourself more efficient. Um, you know, uh, more productive. Um, and uh, and and eliminate some of the the you know the noise that your employees have to suffer or that you have to suffer you know that that extraneous noise that just kind of you know clutter if you will you yep. know you're kind of working yeah. through trying to smooth things out and just make it better all the time and and um, I do it with my company like I said all the time like we're going through that exercise in every division of the company it's normal yeah. for us and we and we just keep going because uh, I had a great conversation with my welder today we're talking about you know, he was saying, well, we don't want to go backwards and, re- and, and try and refine processes we've already refined. And I said, well, that's not the exercise. You know, the exercise isn't that. The exercise is continue to move forward and look at different things that can make these little portions of the business faster. Right. And and that's 100%. all. And it's not just fast. It's sometimes it's better. And sometimes it's getting a better product, maybe at the same speed, but you found a way to make it more uh, efficiently. And so it's, it's an interesting, you know, because you're, you're looking for quality and quantity. Those are the two things, and they don't have to be mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. But you have that's to true. figure out, you know, how to attack those things and without sacrificing the other.
2: Yep. I, I totally agree. And that's what people think. It's, <laughs> I, I worked with uh, – and it's – you know, for you you're a vet, but you're a vet that gets it. I worked with one individual uh he was so into the the militant approach towards things whereas black or white, this or that he didn't really understand the gray area, and that's one thing I'd always have to bring up it doesn't have to be yes or no, up or down, left or right. you know there's there's that that understanding that there is that middle space in in order to get the balance and so many people that have that approach seem to be more successful and it, it, again it, it's it's a breath of fresh air to hear you know that you apply that because again this industry needs it we we definitely need to have that efficiency and now more so than ever again being deemed essential there are people that very much need this product at the end of the day that, that need the, the cannabis. Um, And I'd say honestly, both (laughs) medicinally and recreationally, I mean, there's people that they don't want to go drinking a liter of alcohol like yesteryear, you know, they actually want to consume a a moderate amount to help calm them, help them sleep, uh, help with aches and pains, whatever the case may be. But you know, it's definitely one of those things where it's, it's good to consider and make sure that you do have that balance and, again, it's a factor I think now more so than ever, right? I mean, it's just making sure you're putting out the highest quality product, but in the most efficient manner that you can. So. Yeah,
0: you know, it, it, this is, I mean, you, if you look at your life, I think if anybody just takes a minute to evaluate, you can always find some way to make it better. Yeah, Right, and that's you know that's what that's what we're talking about,
2: <laughs> it's true, man, it's true, and you and, and,
0: and <laughs> just make your life better, man, Yep. start by making your business better, make your efficiencies you know that's what we're trying to do, and uh i I think it's funny i mean i i never i'm um i'm i I'm one of those guys that uh never afraid to spend money on equipment right yes yeah. yeah that i i I bought that's a really welder cool. a couple of years ago, um I thought it was going to do something for me that, I did, that it that it wasn't actually capable of doing, and I was kind of a little bit misled. But the technology is so radically different than anything that had been out before that I figured I was going to be safe with it if I got it or not. Well, it yeah. actually sat with me for, for two years before I actually got a chance to, to get on it. And now it's kind of one of the principal pieces uh, in that department because <laughs> once I was able to figure out how to – Use it correctly within my environment. You're like, oh, got it. Yeah. Now, I'm not advocating people buy things that they don't use <laughs> right away.
2: That's not what I'm saying. But there is a time and but, a place where it fits into the formulas. What you're saying,
0: yeah. So. But but the point is, like, you know, I can look at every piece of equipment that I buy. I look at the money and, yeah. uh, from from a from a standpoint of this is going to pay for itself in X number of days or X number of years, and that's the ROI conversation. And I look at that. And evaluate that, and and you can easily break it down into how this is going to save you and save your your uh, you know save your sanity and make you more yeah. efficient, and then the cost isn't an issue.
2: Yeah, because it's an investment. Right, that's it. It's an investment, it's not a cost. Really, uh, yep, yeah, that's it. Right. I looked at one of the machines, I'm like, okay, eighty pounds of flour will pay for that machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how Hesh. I did it. I was like, that's a no-brainer. A simple so. conversation. <laughs> yeah, it really is, man. It is. Well, I wanna finish off on one note, man. I'm really stoked to share that you're launching your own podcast. And I love the freaking name because it's so fitting, not just for for you know, your company, but it's fitting for you as an individual. And the name of that podcast is Industry Born. Freaking epic, man. I love, I always love catchy. I guess that's the marketing guy in me. But I um, definitely want to congratulate you on that. Uh, for our listeners, that is going to be coming on to exclusively to the Hayes Radio Network. So keep an eye out in the coming weeks for Colin and Industry Born. Colin, I want to thank you again, man. It's a pleasure. You're a friend and, of course, a colleague, but it's always a joy catching up and talking shop, man.
0: Well, it's always good, man, and I always appreciate it. I mean, you know, we do this every Monday morning, and it still feels <laughs> like it's the same, like it's the same thing. You know, it's yep. always nice. To listen, I mean, getting the opportunity to talk about the things that you know you hold near and dear, yeah. and that you have passion for. I mean, existence doesn't get any better than that, and to be able to, you know, have be in a business where I can share that with other people, um, you know, that's, uh, I I get, what do they call that? Uh, Like the best thing? What is it? When you have a job like that, you, you don't even know you're
2: working. Yeah. You never work a day in your life. Do what you love. That's what I say, man. I'm like, I told you, I got on the phone with my cousin who also has a shop, you know, gearhead and everything. I'm like, dude, it's the best of both worlds. I've got that whole automotive side, and that cannabis side, and it marries the two. And, I, dude, I mean, seriously, I couldn't be happier. So I'm right there with you and uh, look forward to it every Monday, that's for sure. Well, thanks again, Cole. We'll definitely be in touch. We'll have you back on with the new releases in Q4, man.
0: Thank you. Appreciate the time, man.
2: You got it. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you to our listeners. We definitely appreciate you tuning in every week. As we mentioned, we always love to have those industry leaders on our wonderful show, especially those that lead with education. You know, There's individuals out there that are looking to get in or already in the industry and want to better themselves. That's what we're all about. We're all about good vibes. So with that said, we definitely look forward to catching up with you next time. Have a wonderful week. Take care of each other. Until then, bye-bye.